Welcome to Yam Not Potatoes, a podcast about life as we currently know it, brought to you by three starch friends. This is Jing. Hello. Mire. Hi. And me, Abby. With the approach of school looming ahead of us, we decided to take it back to chat about our undergrad experience and how our previous naive peppy selves transitioned into our current <laughs> jaded, tired selves. So what did you guys study in school? So I did my undergrad in a double major in art history and sociocultural anthropology with a minor in writing and rhetoric. I am currently still in my undergrad. Uh, mm. My program is called <laughs> Bachelor of Information but previously I, I came in as a visual studies major and kind of did geography for a while. I started in drawing and painting at OCAN which is on the visual arm of OCAN not the design side it, but I finished with a major in cross-disciplinary program called life studies. <laughs> I studied life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, why did you guys choose your school? Because I know for me, I chose it because some of my high school friends also were looking at art school. So in other words, I don't think I did that much research before I applied <laughs> to my school. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, why, why did you guys go to the school that you went to? Um, well, for me, I went to UFD because my parents told me to. <laughs> <laughs> a very Asian thing to do but my parents don't usually tell me like what to do um, mm. but they did for this one uh, which made sense so I initially wanted to get into journalism um, and Ryerson is obviously the school for it but my parents were like nobody knows Ryerson in Korea because <laughs> that's the only school that people know in Korea that's in Canada um, so yeah so that's really the only reason why I went to UFT. <laughs> I'm happy. And I'm I'm also happy too, actually. I was going to say, uh, mm-hmm. what about you? <laughs> um, I applied to some art schools in the U.S. and mostly research universities in Canada. And I wasn't super sure about going into art school, so I thought it was better to go to a regular university with more options to explore, potentially. And also, um, among like the research universities that I got into, UFT was probably the most well-known. Mm-hmm. So similar to Mirai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about the name. <laughs> <laughs> It's part of the tuition. That's what I'm paying for. <laughs> yeah. My, my parents need something to brag about. <laughs> then, Jing, do you also want to tell us um, how you ended up at your current degree? Because I know all of us had a bit of switching around programs. Jing, how about you start us off in telling us how you ended up with the Bachelor of Information? Yeah. Well, looking for a bachelor, <laughs> going towards a Bachelor of Information. Mm-hmm. So I entered UFT with a major in visual studies. Uh, it's a program within the architecture faculty. I felt that it was very unstructured and like a sense of community. And I felt like I was kind of it was just like a electives for architecture students who were interested in art. I only knew like a few people who were 
visual studies majors. And by、mm. the second year, most of them transferred to other schools. So I was like, what, what is this program actually? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so I knew that visual studies wasn't for me, but I didn't have a clear direction of what I wanted.、Mm. And then I stumbled into geography since I was interested in environmental issues and I was also working at. The sustainability office. So, like, I that piqued my interest more. And、um, I liked geography, but I felt like I was still stumbling around and not really knowing where I could go、mm. or what I could do after I graduate.、Mm. And then I came across my current program because I saw a brochure at <laughs> the library, which, which I went. Very often, apparently. <laughs>、um, and it seems like a great fit for me because I was looking for structure and practicality.、Um, yeah, and it's also a small program, so there's a stronger sense of community and support.、Mm. Yeah, so essentially, I did five years because I spent the first three years figuring out what. I want to do, <laughs> <laughs> which is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. I also switched in my second year. So you're,、mm. you're not losing out by doing five. We also all did five. <laughs> yeah. Five. It's okay. It's all a process. <laughs>、mm. Yeah. I mean, for me, I also did a lot of switching around.、Um, so I actually began with a double major in. Art history and book and media with a minor in French language. So bizarre. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but basically,、um, well, I ended up with art history and it was something that I was interested in in high school. So it was just kind of a transition into that. But then later I got to a point where I was like, wow, it's a lot of white European history that I do not care about, to be honest.、Mm. <laughs> um, and I've had several conversations with professors in the program, and they were like, and whenever I asked them, hey, like, why aren't we talking about like Black artists, Asian artists, or Indigenous artists in Canada? And they're like, oh, like, we don't have a professor specializing in it. So sorry, we don't have, like, we don't have the information, or like, we don't have space for that. I was like, what?、Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a good excuse.、Um, and similar sentiments. Also, trans,、uh, was felt in the book and media program because I thought book and media would be kind of similar to journalism, like media and all that stuff, but it was actually a lot of history on the printing press and like、mm, books. And I was、yeah. like, what is this? Again, what is this white European history stuff <laughs> that I do not care about?、Um, so, so, my friend Jen, who was in anthropology, Um, was telling me what she was studying, and it was, sounded very interesting.、Um, although it's a very white discipline,、um, I felt like there w a s a lot of opportunities to do stuff that was kind of a total contrast to art history,、uh, where I could、mm. really explore non white European things, <laughs> basically.、Mm. Um, so, there, you know, like I could do research on Korean hip hop. Um, research on decolonization and all this stuff. So that's why I immediately switched to anthropology. Also, in 
second year, I think, or end of second year. I don't remember. Um, yeah. yeah. So basically, it was just frustration. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I that that was kind of similar for me with visual studies. The first year was a lot of like history and architecture and art, and it was just like European or white um, history and. Um, I was also expecting more like the practical sessions for art, but um, it was not really a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us about your minor in French. <laughs> what Again. made you want to do French? French? I thought, I don't know. I think it like really meshed well with art history where I was like, wow, I want to work in art institutions and like, feel like knowing French would be very helpful but then as I got into the program I was like no I'm actually not interested in this language although yeah. I've done it mm. until high school I've done French continuously um it's pretty long yeah I stuck it through um but then in university I was like no I cannot do this um and I was already taking writing courses um so I was like you know what like maybe I should just make this a minor um mm. so yeah this is the reason why I also did five years lots of switching around <laughs> do you speak French I kind of Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's been so long since I've been in a setting where I had to speak French that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think language is something where you have to practice. So mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah. yeah, if someone talks to me in French right now, I probably would have no clue how to respond to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also did five years at OCAD, but mainly because thesis was so taxing that I ended up just dropping a lot of the courses in my fourth year to do them in my last year. Um, but the reason why I switched out of drawing and painting initially was because I felt it was too big. And then everything you were doing was about drawing and painting, learning the technical and the historical parts of that. Um, and they're very old mediums. So I wanted to see what other things I could bring into it. Um, and so one of the classes I took in my second year was the Life Studies core course, and they promised a program that would be more collaborative. They wanted to have older years mentor the first years, and they wanted to do group projects mainly. Um, and because it was cross-disciplinary, it allowed you to take other courses that you wanted to take. Not that, not that I like really took advantage of that because I still mainly work in drawing and painting to begin with um but this idea of matching art and science together to to look at the human body because they're often seen as contrasting um fields but not really maybe um that was really interesting yeah it was a new program and we were the first year to, to graduate from it so mm. it had a lot of potential <laughs> mm. What were your expectations before going into university? For me, I was like, wow, this is going to be my year. <laughs> or like, <laughs> my time. <laughs> my time. Because <laughs> um, I didn't really enjoy high school. Um, and then now that I um, had this opportunity to 
just like be independent, live independently as well, because I lived in res. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a really great res life, have great roommates, and have a flourishing university life, which mm. did not happen. <laughs> um, because, well, I think I just came with this ideal image of a university life that you would see in movies, which obviously never comes true. <laughs> mm. I relate to Miri. I also didn't like high school. But I would always like hang out in my like table in the art room um, in in high school. So that was like my the the safe space for me. And I was kind of expecting at least having my own space if I went to like for visual studies. Mm. But it, it turns out it wasn't like that. Yeah, so I was hoping it would be more art school-like. And then I was just really confused the whole of first year because I didn't really know what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, I, I think I'll, I'll leave it at that. It seems like we were all very, like, I'm so excited to like finally live my best life. And then it was like, wow, first year sucked. Let me do something else. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I I thought I would enjoy university more. Or I no, not university, but I thought I would jo- enjoy going to classes more. Um and like having this idea of what an adult would be like as a result of like oh you have so much freedom you set your own schedule you do art you go to you stay up late just to go finish projects and you like hang out and party with friends those sort of things Mm -hmm. I thought I would enjoy all of that more but instead I was very crippled by my own anxiety (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and it was not as fun um like in terms of going into that building as I thought it would be do you remember what you were anxious about um I was anxious about a lot of things it was like the school is really white so like trying to find a footing like I don't think Mm. I knew really what I wanted to do or if I if I knew what I wanted to do I didn't know how to express it well um because I thought I wasn't good enough, those sort of ideas. Mm. Um, and then I was also so, uh, you know how last week we were talking about like, oh, the things that you do that like you overthink things that so makes it hard for you to take action. Mm. Like those sort of things really exasperated in school. And then not having a strong group of friends or support system made it also a little bit of a rocky process. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally agree (laughs) Mira what was the most challenging about your university experience um all of what you just said (laughs) but I guess one main thing was like trying to figure out like what to do with my university degree like what am I studying what am I interested in what is worth my Mm. time um and like obviously you later get to a point where you're like, oh, I have to actually think about career. Like, it's not just about finding a course to get easy grades or like 
you know, like later you get to a point where you're like, you really have to think about all these things and you're like, oh, what am I doing? What is this anthropology degree going to give me? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I s- still stuck it through because I like the program, but um, I think it was just like, yeah, so much overthinking and just like trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. That was hard. Also, when you like see in your head have your program fundamentally changed the way you think about things. And then you're like, well, this applies to everything. I can apply for any job. But then also (laughs) when you go into that interview and they're like, well, so what does life studies do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) uh, There's like a a moment of um, Mm -hmm. disillusionment. Because uh, when you like look into the program, it's like, oh wow, this applies to so many things, like what what you said, Abby. But um, I don't know in real life, it's yeah. more, <laughs> it's less ideal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But one of the things I found most challenging about university was explaining what my program was, mm-hmm. which I think maybe applies to all of us. If you look at our like <laughs> titles. I'm, I did my undergrad in a double major in art history and, <laughs> and then yeah. what did they all mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's even a handful to say like yeah okay. but um so yeah I still struggle to explain my program to people um <laughs> it's also really new I'm only the second batch so mm. for your for your program you're the for second my program freshman. yeah Mm. Um, but um, I guess the whole process of like trying to figure out my program and what I want and what I want to get out of the university experience um, is also a learning journey I guess <laughs> I don't know it's just positive affirmation <laughs> we're trying <laughs> yeah but uh, another thing is I, I think I found the whole university experience quite isolating in general. Like what Abby said, I also wish I had a stronger support system and friend group. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't know if this is from movies, but <laughs> I do feel that um, I, I never really had a strong friend group. Aside from maybe elementary school and when I was in the volleyball team, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> when when I was in like the volleyball team, it's like you automatically have like the whole team as your <laughs> friend group. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, university was quite isolating. Mm-hmm. And another thing is time management. I used to always submit things late and I would just take the penalty. <laughs> Same. But my penalty wasn't as bad as U of T's penalty. <laughs> <laughs> but now I am getting better. Yeah, I try to tell myself that done is better than perfect. Mm. Yeah, because perfect doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's a mind thing I need to <laughs> overcome. <laughs> Keep reminding yourself, yeah. You do it. <laughs> Speaking of universities, what other trophy university experience things did you wish you had? Mm. Um, yeah, I t- 
talked about this a bit just now, but a strong friend group, deeper relationships, I feel is what I wish I had because mm. um, yeah, university can be tough um, when things, when there's a lot of like uncertainties and yeah, I wish I had a more uh, strong sort of support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think it's also just the way UFT is designed as well. Um, and just like being in downtown Toronto, I feel like there's not a strong campus life because you're in the city, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So everyone makes friends outside of school. Like I don't know. I think there's less of a campus life or a close knit kind of community. Um, than other universities that I've heard. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's the same, just having that strong support system, um, even like a mentor. I think mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it would have been great if I had someone to go to, if I had trouble figuring out my program or just like life at university in general. Um, I mean, I lived in res, so um, obviously there were like dons and a lot of senior students around, but I'm an introvert, <laughs> so I don't just actively go out and talk to people. Um, and I'm, yeah, I, Red's life was also just like a little too much socializing for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was like, I need to put my boundaries. So I had to just figure out basically um like how to deal with all these things on my own and also i guess just like talking to friends but i think it would have been really great if i had a mentor um mm-hmm. yeah i think for me it was kind of the opposite i kind of i don't know i think when you like watch certain movies you're like wow dorm life is so fun you just live with people <laughs> your age and do shit but also also so gross like the mm-hmm. sharing of bathrooms with everyone else on the floor <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, it, my res, um, so I specifically chose my res, it was at Innes College, because we, it was kind of like an apartment style. So mm-hmm. it was like, one apartment unit would have four or five um, rooms, and usually two bath- bathrooms, too. So it wasn't as bad um, mm-hmm. as like, yeah, I don't think I could have, I could share a bathroom with the entire floor. That was just make me go crazy Mm. were there any pivotal moments or experiences in university we gotta like uplift this episode because we're like (laughs) it's fact yeah (laughs) yeah good things about university (laughs) i can go first (laughs) i remember in the first couple times because i you know before i was speaking about being so anxious about school and making friends or uh, getting good grades but the first couple times I started chasing opportunities or uh networks I guess in in not like a network but in a in like a finding community sort of way I remember being really proud of myself afterwards even though it was so scary to do that thing um yeah I remember I would um ask people for coffee Mm. Um, because in class we would only read or learn about people who 
whose practice didn't directly relate to mine, there's like a gap. There's like you hear, you learn about all this like historical artworks, and then there's like the the slightly the contemporary stuff, but mm-hmm. then there's also just slightly above contemporary. There's like your peers and like um, current um, artists working in the city who do similar things. So I like looked out for those kind of people and asked them for coffee. And I was like, I don't even remember what I said in those coffee chats, but I was just so awkward. And I think, um, yeah, I think they were really nice to meet with me, even though I was so young and like, (laughs) (laughs) that reminds me of the first time we met, like, I'm in the position that you just described. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know what I'm asking, but I just want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was nice. And then like, to still like be on sociable terms with those people is also really nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, what about you two? What was a pivotal experience? Um, for me, when I transferred programs, I started to feel more confident and hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, um, I think because I was so like disappointed with my program, I tried to look for opportunities outside of university and I think P40 was one of those like pivotal moments for me because it opened up a lot more like opportunities that I wouldn't have had if I didn't like get involved Mm -hmm. and like meeting people like you guys who um, I felt like I could relate to and who looked like me um, was um very nice and I felt like I was welcomed and I could like do things I don't know it was just fun to do things together and also I I I think it was like meaningful what we were doing Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. very great to hear (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think mine it's kind of similar to my pivotal moment has less to do with university, but more to do with, like, stuff I did while I was in university. So, yeah, like, P40. I think it's, like, all those extracurriculars. Um, but especially, um, this is really random, I guess, but working at retail in my second year, I think, really mm. opened my eyes to just, like, life beyond being a student. Um and a life beyond UFT or like university mm-hmm. um, because, you know, the people you meet in retail are obviously not from university or, you know, they have so many different experiences um, and stuff. So I think that really kind of changed my perspective, um, just like being a student in university um, and also just like realizing how important um, work experience or experience outside of studying is um which is also why um I probably could have finished I think like my major could could have been finished within four years but I was like no I'm gonna like take it slow balance it out with work and like p40 um so that is also the reason why I had to five years um because I was just like you know what Mm. school school (laughs) you know (laughs) my life isn't just school (laughs) Mm, yeah I relate to that too it's it was the extracurriculars from school that made school most exciting yeah Mm. yeah 
I guess like something we talked about a lot today was the idea that um, like we were really hard on ourselves when we were in school. Like we had a lot of expectations for ourselves or expectations from other people or expectations from what we saw in, in media to be what our university career would be like. So then was there anything you wish you knew or what you wish you did differently so that you could enjoy it more? Hmm. Um, just listening to Mary's answer just now, I just remembered that um, I also wish I actually went, got a job in like outside of the like university context, like working in retail or like a restaurant or somewhere outside. Um, yeah, I think because I've always sought out opportunities that are more like uh, within the campus or more like kind of uh, not really outside of like my safe zone. <laughs> I mm. feel like I don't I don't really have that experience where I'm like open to the world outside or I'm still really pretty much in a very sheltered space. Um, yeah. And yeah, I wish I took more chances at doing that maybe next year, like the coming mm. year. <laughs> mm. Um, mm. Oh, I was just going to say that I did quite enjoy doing retail too. It, it's like a, because where I worked, it was like with other girls, but they weren't in my school. So it was nice to like meet people with other perspectives outside of my silo school bubble of crying art students <laughs> <laughs> yeah silo school bubble fits um it describes the university situation well i guess <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. yeah um i also wish i did more sports or developed my interests more um mm-hmm. Because I think uh, the whole time I was just worrying about my program and like being stressed about grades or um, thinking about career prospects. And I didn't really um, take time to really develop any like interests or Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew I didn't need to compare myself to other students at my school or in my program. I think I didn't see the potential I personally had without having it attached to something else, um, whether that's like something administration said or a certain prop said about my work. Um, yeah, just like, just like there was always an, but this, like, but this means I'm not this or something like that. And I wish I knew I didn't need to do that because in the end it was so, it was so unnecessary. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I also wish I, like, chased certain other things. I think there's, like, certain ways I didn't really take advantage of the fact that there were so many facilities around me that could I could have tried. So I guess it's kind of similar to Jing, where it's, like, I'm not really looking at sports, <laughs> but I'm looking at um, other hobbies that I could have found and developed. I feel the same. Um, with both of you, just in terms of like being able to diversify um, 
like some of the things I could have done on the campus. And but most, especially on what you just said, Abby, in terms of like comparing yourself, I think if I could just like go tell first year Mireille <laughs> to just like, you know, just don't worry about like what other people are doing or what other people are saying. I think it's also because I lived in rest. So I'm like surrounded by all these people constantly. Um, mm-hmm. And you get to see, oh, like this person is like doing this cool thing in res or like, you know, like you just see all these people doing things. So I think it was very easy for me to compare myself um, to people. Um, but mm-hmm. also I think being in res, you also, there's the pro of like, like meeting people and having your like peers that could potentially be very close friends um which was my case but there's also the con of you're surrounded by this these group of people Mm -hmm. constantly um that you're kind of in that safe zone and don't kind of go out actively to look for friends like in your program or like just outside of your college um so I think yeah I wish I could have just kind of be more proactive in that um, and just like really think about the people that I'm surrounding myself with. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's very valid. I think that was also similar to me too, which is, (laughs) yeah, it's the same, Um, where it's like, um, because you see so many of the same people or bubble or interest that it just limits, like it's, it's like a new type of sheltering in a way mm. or like working in a silo sort of situation where um, yeah, there's like benefits and cons to it. Yeah. That was, yeah. I was like, yeah. Mira said. <laughs> <laughs> That's us throughout this entire episode. <laughs> um, so our last school related question, which is probably relevant to, any listeners who might be going back to school is what advice would you give yourself in your first year of undergrad? Um, Well, for me, it's related to what I just said. Um, I think, yeah, just like you're the one living this life. Like you should be the one making the decisions, um, whether that's like the program that you're studying or the people you surround yourself with. Um, I think there's like so many external pressures and Mm. I wish, I mean, I just said this, like, I just wish like when I was in first year or even second year, I knew how to better self-reflect on my situation, I guess, um, and see who actually, you know, I guess this goes beyond just like school studying stuff but like more about university life but looking at like who around you really cares about you who around you really supports you (laughs) and like because I think people that you surround yourself with really impacts your like studying life as well um so I think yeah just like being more reflective of that situation um and that just go out and just like go to these events and extracurriculars or whatever, because that's the only time you can, because when you're done university, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> um, 
Um, and what other advice I would give myself, um, and maybe some of our listeners might agree, is to stop drinking bubble tea. Like, I drank <laughs> bubble tea so much. Um, it was also because I live in Reds, and it would be like 10 p.m., and we would be like, bubble tea? Okay, bubble tea. <laughs> <laughs> Really taking advantage of uh, the youthful mm. body's ability to process that very quickly. Oh my god! Yeah, stop drinking is probably unrealistic. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> one less per week. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I mean, I feel like I drank it almost every day. So wow. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty bad. Youthful and Maybe that's bodies. the reason why I can't drink milk-based bubble tea anymore or my stomach is like no go with the fruit mm. tea <laughs> <laughs> so current jing would like to tell first year jing to get things done <laughs> and submit things on time this current jing has like a, it sounds like just current jing has like a finger pointing <laughs> like a big oh. brother do the thing <laughs> stop procrastinating it's all in your head <laughs> Mm. And also to, like what Maria said, to just like meet more people and put more effort into building deeper relationships, I guess. Because I realize it doesn't just come naturally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not something I should take for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and university is the, the, probably the easiest environment to make friends. Into, yeah, geography. Just, yeah. You're surrounded by people. Proximity. Mm-hmm. I would tell Abby that like going to orientation stays at Okan was a complete waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> um, I would also tell her to eat, eat the cookies at the coffee shop in the Grange more often in her first and second year it's the opposite advice to Mary's but yeah. it's because that cookie recipe changed in my second year and it was not oh. good after that oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> um it was like they had like an apple butter chocolate chip cookie or something I might be making wow. it up but memory wise it was quite good it was not that yeah. sweet either mm. should I eat more of them <laughs> mm. should have gotten the recipe <laughs> should have gotten should, the recipe should have worked there <laughs> I didn't want to walk, work in, next to my school though uh, I yeah. lived two blocks away instead <laughs> um, and I guess I just tell her to not base her value on school because it's it's just a short period of time will pass and, mm-hmm. I mean for all things considered I don't think like first year Abby did too badly it could have been worse but also could have enjoyed it a bit more mm-hmm so to end off school is often really tricky and if you were to get anything from our conversation today I hope it's just simply reassurance that whatever path you're taking is okay even though we sound like to <laughs> <laughs> learn from our mistakes and our challenges yeah, yeah. but it's not too bad yeah yes. we're still yeah. happy now yeah. i guess we're, we're doing well <laughs> we're doing well we met each other now we're doing the thing mm. uh mm, to end off our episode what are you gonna do afterwards 
I'm gonna work out with a friend. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing uh, it's a friend from my my core uh my current program. And um, we're doing this thing where we um, call on Zoom and we pick like videos from YouTube to to like nice go along with yeah. What kind mm. of workout? Um, today we're doing a dance workout because I like I fell down the other day, so my knees are all like scratched and I oh, can't no. bend my knees. Oh, no. <laughs> From a bike or from? I'm just walking. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I think in all three of the previous episodes, I said I was watching something, so I need to not talk about what I'm gonna watch. <laughs> Although I'm gonna watch something, but <laughs> it's probably gonna be the same as what I've said before. Um, so another thing that I've been doing every night. Um, I'm trying to do every night is to take a few minutes to write, um, whether it's like a journal or a reflection. Um, it can just be like a couple of lines. I even paid a premium plan on this app called Day One. Oh, um, I was like, so you're right I'm on your doing phone. this. Yeah, um, oh. and it's uh, it's also linked to an app on Mac as well, so I can oh, look nice. at it from my laptop. Yeah, mm. so that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> do you feel like it helps you um, mentally, or I think, yeah, I think it's actually very helpful um, because I just kind of force myself to be like, mm. okay, like reflect on today, or like think about what you felt today, um, and yeah, I think it actually really helps because sometimes I feel like I did nothing. But then, when you actually think about it, you did something. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's so easy to lose track of time. Yeah. I'm gonna go pee. <laughs> I'm like, we're, we're filming. We're not filming. We're recording this in the morning, and to clear my morning voice, I had a lot of water, and now I really have to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. Uh, maybe I yeah I guess I'll just say that that's fine <laughs> sounds like a plan uh, well thank you everyone for joining us in today's episode if you like what you heard I do apologize for telling you maybe a little too much information <laughs> um, you can follow us on any of the podcast listening platforms as well as Instagram at yam not potatoes we wish everyone who's going back to school whether online or in person the best of luck um yeah, Jing, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Not an easy transition, but see you everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.